The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The birth of Jesus the Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophets. Look. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord. I'm guessing that uh, most of us, if not all of us, are ready for Christmas. As you continue to prepare, please take it easy. Do not put too much pressure on yourselves. It is the birthday of the baby Jesus, and it's not your birthday, okay? <laughs> In the first reading from the prophet Isaiah we just read, the prophecy regarding the birth of Jesus. Isaiah told us that a young woman is with child and will soon bear a son. And Paul, St. Paul in the second reading affirms that the child that was born by this woman has a divine nature and also a human nature. And so Paul affirms that Jesus is both the son of God and the son of David. The gospel reading gives us an account of the birth of Jesus, confirming his connection to the lineage of David, while also explaining to us his identity as a son of God. If we record the book of Genesis, we are told that everything God created was good, However, over time, sin came into this world, as we read, as we can read in Genesis chapter 3. And that when sin came into this world, sin disrupted the plan of God for humanity. And so men and women alienated themselves from God 
and lost the friendship of God. However, God, out of his mercy, would not allow us to perish. And so, because of that, he had to send his own son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to come and die for us and to reconcile us back to God the Father. Through prophet Isaiah, God promises people that a virgin shall conceive and bear a son who would save his people from their sins, and his name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. And so God fulfilled this promise by taking flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And as we read, or as we can read in John chapter 1 verse 14, we are told that the Word took flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. John 1 verse 14. And of course, every Sunday, we from time to time reiterate that we believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin Mary. The Gospel also gives us the story surrounding the birth of Jesus and his identity as the Son of God. Matthew tries to trace the birth of Jesus from his foster parents by emphasizing that Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but that before they could live together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And of course, according to the law of Moses, Mary was supposed to be stoned to death. If you read the account of the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery, when they presented the woman before Jesus, or when they were about to stone the woman to death, they told Jesus that this woman was caught in the act of adultery, and according to the law of Moses, she is supposed to die. So according to that law, Mary should be tried publicly and stoned to death. But Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to subject Mary to disgrace and public shame, we are told that Joseph resolved to divorce her and to send her away quietly. But before Joseph could carry out his plans, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, instructing him to take Mary as his wife and to take full responsibility of the child that was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And without hesitation, Joseph, of course, obeyed God's instructions and accepted the will of God in his life. And so Joseph had to change his plans immediately. Matthew presents Joseph to us as a model for all who encounter the message of Jesus through the church. Joseph responded to God's message positively at any point in time the message was communicated to him. And so the question we should ask ourselves is, each time we hear God's message spoken to us, how do we respond to the message of God? The voice of the Lord is always calling on us to love. How do we respond to that voice of God? The instruction of God telling us at each point in time to forgive. 
How do we respond to that voice calling us to forgive? The voice calling us to keep and to obey the commandments of God. How do we respond to that voice? Joseph, of course, gave Mary a benefit of doubt. Even when he didn't understand all that was happening in his supposed marriage, he gave Mary a benefit of doubt. There was no harsh or hasty judgment. I think that is a lesson for each and every one of us in our relationship with one another, especially for couples. Are you able to give your spouse the benefit of doubt? Are you able to give your wife or your husband the benefit of doubt to explain himself or herself before rushing into judgment? Are you able to listen to your friend to allow them explain to you why they have done what they did instead of rushing into his judgment? So it is a question we must ask ourselves in our relationship with one another. I can only imagine also what would have happened if most men were in the shoes of Joseph. Can you imagine yourself as a man in the position of Joseph? What would you have done to your supposed wife, the woman you were supposed to marry to? What would you have done? Perhaps you may decide to end the marriage. Perhaps you may decide to report her to her family or to disgrace her, or perhaps to issue a letter of divorce. Joseph, because he was able to give Mary the benefit of doubt, he was able to listen to the voice of God telling him what to do. If Joseph had rushed into judgment, I think he would have ended up divorcing Mary or perhaps hindering the plan of God or delaying that plan. Joseph also is an epitome of obedience which each and every one of us should emulate. He demonstrated his obedience to God in a number of ways, even when it appeared difficult to obey. He was asked to take Mary as his wife. He did not hesitate. He did not refuse, but he obeyed the voice. He was also asked to name the child Jesus. He also obeyed by naming the child Jesus when he was born. Remember also, when the angel appeared to him and told him to take the child and the mother to Egypt because, the, because Herod wanted to kill the child, the baby Jesus, Joseph also did not hesitate. He woke up very early in the morning, took the child and the mother, and up they ran to Egypt. And when eventually Herod died, he was told to return. He likewise obeyed without complaining. Joseph obeyed the voice of God, even when he did not understand the plan of God for him. The same voice keeps instructing us to forgive, even when it may appear to be very difficult for us to forgive. We need to also obey God's voice, calling us to partake of his body and blood, even when we don't understand the mysteries surrounding transubstantiation. 
We are told that Jesus told his disciples, Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you will not have life in you. And when he told his disciples this, we are told that they started leaving him one after the other because they could not understand, they could not comprehend why this man Jesus should give them his body and his blood. And so they started leaving Jesus one after the other. And turning to Jesus, Jesus turning to his disciples, the 12 of them who were still there with Jesus, Jesus asked them, what are you still doing? Are you also not going to leave? And it was Peter who made that remarkable statement. Lord, whom shall we go to? You alone have the message of eternal life. Sometimes we may not understand God's plans for us. Things may not work out according to our own plans. Are we able to surrender our plans in place of God's plans for us? You may not understand what is happening in your marriage. You may not understand what is happening even at your place of work. You may not understand what is happening in your life. Keep trusting in God. Keep staying with Jesus because he alone has the message of eternal life.